The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Welcome to another episode of the New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solve real business problems. Episode 88, joined as always with co-host Kevin Everly. Kevin, how are you going? How is it going today? Hey, Greg, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. But I asked you, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing well as well. It's nice to be back in the office, getting Monday rolling here. Excellent. So... You know, I figured, you know, we've covered a lot <clears throat> over the last 87 episodes or so. You know, I thought that maybe today would be a good time for us just to take a take a quick break, you know, and for us to go ahead and just discuss some of the real life marketing questions that we're asked over and over. Some of the, you know, just to talk about some real world situations. You know, the last thing I want to do is just spew out a bunch of knowledge and spew out a bunch of hypothetical shit. I want to go ahead and I actually want to go talk about what, what things as professional marketers and as a web development company, what do we really encounter and what, how do we really help people with what we do? So what do you think of that? Talking about that. Awesome. I think it's interesting. So with that being said, you know, you handle the bulk of the business development. I typically come in after something's been set up and, you know, after strategy starts kind of rearing its head and we're going from there, you know, when you first engage a client or when a client first contacts you, you know, with your business development hat on, what are some of the things, what's the first thing that you typically hear from somebody? I've done this in the past and it doesn't work. It's a waste of money. So they come, but, but they don't come to you and say that. How does this conversation start? No. So usually, you know, we start having a discussion about, you know, our, uh, our methodology is a little different. I want to hear more about the business, you know, what's going right, what's going wrong, you know, kind of do some recon so we know what problems we're addressing. And, you know, it always, you know, typically comes back to content. You don't have enough content. You're not uh, broadcasting your content on social, you know, and then we come back to, well, I did that in the past. It doesn't work. And, right. you know, through more conversation, it turns out, you know, well, they didn't really do that, but they're rolling all like marketing into one umbrella, you know, Typically, it's a it's a monthly per payment feature with a you know a third party platform. Well, I tried AdWords, I tried this, I tried that. It just doesn't work for me. And then you know, reeducating about well, you know, you're you're paying for those services when you know you don't have the content to support it, you don't have the presence, you don't have the rest of everything set up. You know, so those campaigns were kind of doomed from the start. Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with that. You know, a lot of times we hear a lot of people saying, oh, I've done all of this, I've done all of that. But did they really do it? You know, it goes back to like what I keep talking about always is, mm -hmm. is about checking the boxes. You know, are people, you know, sometimes people are just checking the boxes to say, well, I tried that, it doesn't work. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, but did you really try that? Like, did you really, you know, segment your audience? Did you really understand like what words drive your business? Did you really do any type of research or were you just working with somebody and saying, these are the words, you know, you, or did you give, just give somebody a list of words and say, these are the words I should be look, I be, should be search, I should be found for, but I'm not being found. So why, why is that? You know, <clears throat> and of course, anything that you put no effort into or little effort into is not going to work. Yeah. You know, 
and you know, I think it ultimately comes back to strategy. There's no strategy in place, but you know, a lot of times small business owners don't necessarily know what they need to do, but want to, you know, want to alleviate the pain by doing something. Yeah. One of the things when people contact me and they get to talking to me is like, Oh, I, you know, you know, if they contact us and I make first, you know, contact and they're like, well, like, what do we need to do? Well, we need to build a website. Okay. Well, why do you need to build a website? Well, I don't know why, but because somebody says I need to have one, you know, a lot of times it's just, it's so vague. And then every time, like, you know, sometimes, you know, some conversations will go, well, you know, have you, have you thought about doing, you know, some real intense content marketing? No, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, your website's not really working for you from the audit that I just did on it. Have you thought about changing this, this, and this? No, I don't want to change anything. Okay, well, have you thought about maybe retargeting or remarketing? Type thing. No, I don't want to do that. I don't understand it. Then my next answer is typically, why are you even talking to me? Yeah. Why, like, you contacted me. Let's remember that. You know, you contacted me for a reason. Why are you talking to me? What do you want to do? Well, I'm not making any money. Okay. Now let's go back to it. Now, you know, I always say generating revenue is not a goal. It's a byproduct of meeting your goals. And then typically the one, you know, two of the three are off. You know, they're not converting, obviously, and they're not being found. So, you know, once we drill things back to there, what we can do then is we can say, or I can say to them, hey, here's an opportunity. Let's run with this opportunity. And then, you know, sometimes some, some people are just so like Debbie Downer or it's just so like out of the game from the jump that it's like it's not even worth working with them because we can't be effective because every single thing that we do is a roadblock. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times the things that I hear are, <clears throat> I have a website, but it doesn't work for me. Okay. Well, tell me more. What's not working for you? I can't, you know, nobody can find me in search. Oh, okay. Now, is it your website not working? Which is possible. Or is it your SEO strategy and your content not working? My typical guess when, when somebody like that contacts me is it's a combination of the three. Mm -hmm. Does everything need to be a rebuild? No. You know, do I like everything to be a rebuild? Yeah, so that we can get our hands in there and we can actually do things we know that work. But if there's budgetary constraints and it goes between you know, just optimizing it and doing a content strategy, then yeah, let's start. Let's definitely start there. You know, a lot of times... Sometimes people just don't know, you know, how many times have you heard somebody said I should be doing this? Mm -hmm. Do you hear that? Yeah. Often? That or I went to a conference and they were talking about this, you know, uh, there's so many tactics out there that I think it's really easy to think that one of them is going to work. But when, you know, marketing strategies need to be much more encompassing. Than that. Well, so there are, there are tactics, there are tools and there are strategies. Sure. You know, there tactics and tools are things that you put in place once you have a strategy. Mm -hmm. I think the number one reason a lot of people fail with all of with a lot of with this with stuff that we do is because there is no strategy. There is no, you know, there is no like short short goal, mid range goal, long term goal. Mm -hmm. You know, I like every time we hit a short goal to then reevaluate all three goals. You know, if we hit a short term goal, then what's the then really in the mid-range goal is another short-term goal. So let's just keep hitting small milestones along the way because that allows us the flexibility to go ahead and do what we need to do to pivot in strategy. I'm not saying pivot as in like change the whole business. 
So for the context of this conversation, before I get tons of tweets and tons of emails, I'm not asking anybody to change how they do business. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking, when I say pivot, I mean our team changing the way that we think of things. And maybe, you know, we're in a situation right now where a client, where we're going from, where they got rid of their AdWords provider, and we're trying something totally different with remarketing now. You know, I I think that this is going to be more beneficial to the client because the the cost is way less and the ROI and the conversion should be much, much greater because we have a solid strategy in place, how we're going to do it, how we're going to first start targeting them through. We're going to first start targeting them through, you know, different, you know, obstacle, uh, uh, different, you know, social objections. Uh, I'm sorry, not objections, objectives. And then from there, we're able to bring them back into a site where we can retarget them throughout the web, you know, as they browse the web. I think that that's one way for us to really make sure that things work, you know, great for this one particular client. But so often we're, we're also asked, you know, how many times are you asked to do things that we don't do? Oh, quite often. And how do you handle that? You know, just, just, you know, recommend a preferred vendor typically, you know, Hey, we don't necessarily do X, Y, Z, but, we know this person, we have a relationship, they do it really well. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if we can do that, I mean, then we're a trusted resource. Yeah. I mean, it's just not worth dabbling. And we learned that years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I never, you know, I got rid of a, I got out of a partnership a long time ago when I first struck out on my own because it was a dabbling agency and dabbling agency is one of those me too agencies where it's like, Hey, do you do this? Yep, we do that. Hey, do we do this? Yep, you, we do that. You know, and it was like, raise your hand at every single thing. When, honestly, you know, at that time, I think the only thing we did really well was content and content strategy. And what we were doing is we were putting this content and content strategy on terrible websites. So then we started doing the development, you know, which sort of fueled the fire for the, ep- the impetus of where we are today. But the thing is, is that you also have to be, you know, when people ask you to do things and, and it's something not within your core competency, it's okay to bow out and refer to somebody, a trusted partner that you can collaborate with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked a whole lot on these podcasts about being collaborative and <laughs> the more collaborative we can be, you know, the, the more useful we are to all of our clients. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the more you, the more useful we are, even if we're not getting, even if Trinity is not getting the revenue, but we can help them do something else, we will still, that's still a win for us. You know, so many old school business minds are thinking, you know, well, if we don't, you know, the, the ultimate win is generating, generating revenue. No, the ultimate win for us is helping somebody because when you help somebody enough, you will generate revenue. You may not generate revenue with that one person or that one client, but you will generate revenue through that conversation over the course of time. Absolutely. And I think that that's, a, you know, a lot of it is a long play and we have to remember that. And a lot of people have to remember that it's okay to say, no, we don't do that. Yep. You know, but here are, here's a list of people that do, and that do it really well. And more importantly, that do it well, that I trust. Yeah. You know, and when you can start having those conversations, then you go from, you know, provider to partner and, and trusted resource. Exactly. You know, when you're a trusted resource, that's when, that's when everything good happens. What are other a couple other questions that you're that are thrown out at you? You do you get a lot of budget questions? <clears throat> like how much is is this going to cost? Yeah. I mean, does that does does budget lead the conversation a lot of times? 
I'd say half the time probably. And, you know, my answer is always like, hey, I don't know what it takes to fix this right now. Let's go back and have that conversation about, you know, goals, right? performance, you know, what met, what numbers do we have that we can look at, right. you know, to figure out what's going to work. Yeah, and I'm a believer when budget comes into play is, you know, I'm a believer in, you know, never – we never negotiate price, but we will negotiate terms. And the other thing that I'm a believer in is scaling back the scope and doing more of a minimal viable product where we can say, okay, you know, this is – this is what we should do to start with to make sure that we're in the same, we are going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Once, once we start to see some green lights in the correct direction, then we can start ramping things up. Yeah. It's harder to, it's harder to scale things back than it back. It's harder to scale things back than it is to ramp things up. True. (laughs) You know, and I think that if you start out small with now, now there is, you know, okay. When I say start out small, you got to start out small yet be reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Like starting out small with content marketing to me is one article every every two weeks. It's not one article a month or one article a quarter. Like that's not going to help anybody. Yeah. Right? Ramping it up, you can go from one every other week to one a week. Then if it's working for you and you're really getting a lot of SEO and you're really getting a lot of <clears throat> traction, then you go to two a week. You know, and then, you know, maybe now you're doing two articles. Maybe you mix in a video now. Maybe you mix in a podcast. Maybe you mix in, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's easier to ramp up than it is to scale back. Yeah, I agree. You know, anytime budget comes in into, into play, I always say, you know, my friend Chris Conry of Ver and Integrum and all those great companies that I had a pleasure of working with. He always used to say, do you want it cheap? Do you want it fast? Or do you want it good? Pick two. <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't have you can't have cheap and fast. You can't, you know, you you can't have, you know, fast and good is not cheap. And, and it's all those different things. And he would always say that to people like, okay, well, I understand you don't have the budget for it, but what do you, what can we take out? What what do we want to take out of this? You know, where can we scale back? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of times the answer, you know, a lot of times there are some very intuitive way, way, places where you can scale back. Where you're like, oh, it makes sense to cut this or it makes mm-hmm. sense to cut that. But then there are also some <clears throat> where it's like some clients like, oh, I can't cut out any of this. Well, okay. Well, here's the cost. Yeah. You know, now let's talk about terms. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of times, I mean, I think that a lot of times I spend some time talking people out of doing things too big. You know, we have some builds for some websites that could easily be $10,000, but we start out at 4000 or $5,000 because yep. it's like, no, no, let's talk you down. Let's not go that, that far yet. Let's ramp it up and then go and then go. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's, that's when a true collaborative win comes in, comes into play. Sure. I'm also, uh, you know, constantly calls freaking out. Hey, I just got the analytics report. What's going on here? Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother can of worms you just touched on. Yeah, yeah I did. I mean, so I've got an example. It happened a couple of weeks ago. Hey, I just had time to review August's or, uh, you know, early September, our clients are emailed the analytics for August 
you know that, but now that's using agency analytics, correct? Which pulls all the data from Google Analytics. So correct. we 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 do use Google Analytics, but we use it in this. We pull all the data into another dashboard called Agency Analytics, where they can see all their social metrics, everything. all their every, everything else. So just, yeah. just just to be clear, we're not using some kind of uh, enterprise stuff. So continue. So client gets the email, looks at it, sees numbers and freaks. Hey, my total, uh, my total visitors are down 20%. You know, this is down, this is down. What's going on? Right. So I start looking at things and poking around and I said, okay, well, you know, we're, we're down 20% this month. You know, there's a reason. Let's take a look at it. How, how's business? Oh, business is great. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's good. You know, uh, are you guys, are you getting your, you know, our contact forms coming in? Yes. Okay, cool. So now our bases are covered. I go back and look and I'm like, okay, I think this is actually a win. What do you mean? We're down 20%. I'm like Last August, you dipped 35%. Right. I said, I think this is cyclical within your business. Right. Oh, you know, this happened last year. And then, you know, and just don't right. get freaked out when you see numbers, you know, yeah. while they do tell a story, there's usually part of a bigger story. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's exactly what I I like to do, and that's a great example, Kevin. I like to let the data tell the story for what for where our next move and, and, and help us figure out our next move. You know, I've been working with a client now for well, I've been working with them for a number of years, but reengaged, you know, over the last six seven months, and we've been doing SEO for them, and it's constantly, you know, I don't understand why we're not ranking for this term. I don't understand why we're not ranking for this term. And I keep saying to them, I'm like, what are we doing? What are you doing? And we don't do the content for that. We just monitor. Like, like, what are you doing in order to rank for those terms? And the terms are obscure. I mean, they're not like everyday terms, you know? Well, we haven't really done anything. I'm like, well, I keep on saying you need to structure some content around that. You need to structure a page or two around that specifically. And your rankings are going to increase, you know? And it's been amazing as I've been following things. So, so I dive in every day I wake up, I'll eat breakfast at my desk, you know, after the gym or a run or, or whatever, or just eat breakfast at the desk. I'll, the first thing I'll do is I'll open up our analytics reports for our client. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just see which <clears throat> And what I do is I drill into them once every two weeks, but every day I open the report at least, and I just see how the graphs are trending, yep. right? I mean, I just see how the graphs are trending. And I make sure that we're trending in a direction that I'm, I'm pleased with and I know that they'll be pleased with. And what we can do from there is when I do my deeper dive, we can start identifying some content gaps of where we should be, you know, doing things, where we should be, you know, kind of hitting it hard. But, uh, you know, aside from that, like freaking out over day-to-day analytics is, you know, you know, you know what it's like? It's like freaking out over the st- your stock portfolio day-to-day. Mm-hmm. I used to work with a guy and he would look at his 401k and mutual fund every single day when he walked in and he was like, Oh, it dipped $400. Oh, it went up $500. And I'm like, Hey, today I'd be like, Kyle, what are you doing? Like, this is like, it's a long play. Like, are you, I'd say, Kyle, are you going to touch any of this money? You know, especially the 401k. Like, are you going to touch any of this money in the next year? He's like, no. I'm like, well, just let it be. You'll check in on it like once a week or like once a month or once a quarter. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know how things are going. Like, you can tell how things are going by if you ask the question also, how did, how did you find me? Mm-hmm. Oh, we found you. Uh, we did a Google search. Well, then guess what? Your SEO is working pretty good. Yep. Right? If clients will say that to you. 
you know? So, I mean, there's a lot of different things that come into that. And, you know, I definitely know that the freak out, the freak outs are, are common. We do feel a lot of freak out calls. Yeah. Like I fielded one, I was on vacation last week in North Carolina and I fielded one that I'm not, I'm not getting any consultations for this, this, or this anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Well, let's look at it. You know, this is like, you know, this is also, you know, back to school time. You know, this is also post Labor Day. Everybody's getting in the, in this, settled back into life, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, let's just not hit the panic button yet. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just want to hit the panic button to panic. And I think they're conditioned that way. And also, you know, a digital marketing, a remarketing campaign, AdWords, content marketing, a good website, it's not a silver bullet. You know, it's not one of those things where it's going to go ahead and and cure every single thing that has been ailing your business for years. You know, a lot of the stuff that we put in place are long plays. Mm-hmm. So like I, you know, I prefer if I have my choice to work with a client who is brand new to an industry or well-established, I prefer brand new a lot because we have a clean slate to work from. You know, if, if they're well-established, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to keep retrofitting what we do into what they need to do, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, and I just, I was just in a situation like that with a client last week where I've been trying to retrofit all these new situations into a, a new dis- web design when really what they wanted was their old design to work better. Mm-hmm. You know, to have for the old design to work better, it has to be rebuilt because of the, the, the code that, you know, that surrounds it. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, let's take a step back and not run a hundred miles an hour, you know, because we feel pressure to run on both sides, you know, to run a hundred miles an hour. So I think that it's pretty, it's one of those things where, you know, you can really get caught up in the panic and be reactionary rather than staying true to your conviction, you know, rather than assessing everything that's going on, staying true to what you're doing and saying, okay, no, no, we're on the right track. We just got to give this a little bit more time. We keep tweaking it. We keep making pivots. Let's just keep moving on. And that's part of what I explain to clients also is, hey, we can't change everything at once because once once things start working, we're not going to be sure which move was the right one. And we're going to be carrying on with a half, you know, half of an assumption. Yeah. And I really, you know, you know me, I really enjoy making, I really believe in making mm-hmm. small changes, you know, yep. rather than big wholesale changes. You know, if you make small, frequent changes, at least you can give it some time and mm-hmm. measure what's working and what's not working. So I no no no. I think the only time I would recommend that big wholesale change is if you haven't updated your strategy in you know one plus years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you haven't updated things in a while, then it is time to go ahead and and change everything that you're doing. So I mean, that's just some insight and some of the things that we hear. I'd love to hear what our audience hears too. You know, are right, you have any final thoughts here, Kevin? No, I mean, I think this was an interesting conversation. I think, you know, most of our day-to-day, maybe 20% of the time was just covered in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that, that's totally true. And it's kind of, a, in, you know, behind the curtain here as to the things that we actually face and the things that we actually hear in real live examples, real life world businessy type stuff. So anyway, episode 88, that's a wrap. Kev, thanks for being with us. 
Thank you, Greg. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And you can get more episodes of The New Marketing Show at trinitywebmedia.com slash apple-podcasts. You can also rate, review, subscribe to the show on any of the major podcast platforms where you find all your other favorite shows. Just do a quick search for The New Marketing Show. I'm sure you'll find us. So until next time, Kev, I'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon, Greg. Okay, bye. Bye.